Welcome back to another episode of Biz Talk for TikTok. I am really, really, really excited about this episode because I have a very special guest in the studio today. Her name is Maggie Lauer. She is the CMO of Hootsuite, and she brings over 20 years experience of modern marketing and a leader in this space. We're really excited to hear more about her origin story and, of course, to talk about TikTok as she is an LGBTQ plus advocate, and she personally sees social media as a democratizer and playing a new ground and form of authenticity. So Maggie, welcome to BizTalk for TikTok. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to talk to you, Kyle. Absolutely. A lot of people who are listening love to hear origin stories. So tell me your origin story, Maggie. Who are you? And give me some backstory here. Maggie Lauer grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. It's an important part of my story as you get to know me better. I have been in marketing or some version of commercial development for 20 plus years, which feels great and a little crazy all in the same sentence. I started actually on really more the strategy side. I started in financial services and I spent a good 13 years in financial services, specifically with Bank of America. And then from there had gone to graduate school and started gravitating towards marketing and An executive that I had worked with sponsored me, essentially, and said, I think you could take on a marketing role. I think you're ready to try something new. What I really need is a change agent. I need a corporate athlete, which was Mm -hmm. what I had done. I I was sort of the person sent into the the hard, hairy problems to go in and try (laughs) to fix them, which I gravitated to, which says probably more about me than it does about the work. And so I ended up working at a company that was headquartered here in Chicago. It's now headquartered in London called Aon. And from there, I was the CMO of one of their largest operating divisions. And so I just got hooked. I loved, loved everything about marketing. I definitely have sort of a love of the art and the science of it. I love the creativity of it, but I also like the stats and the quantitative level of operation that drives excellence in marketing. And so fast forward, I've been able to work in several different industries. I think it's a very portable profession. And I'm really passionate about B2B and B2B2C marketing. I think that it's an area that B2B has to start running faster at how B2C has been operating from a marketing perspective. And I think this is a super exciting time to be in marketing. So that's why I'm that's why I'm here and continue to be excited about the opportunities at Hootsuite. It's a phenomenal company. I've been here, literally had my one year anniversary last week, um, which we call our Hootiversaries. We're very committed to the owl thing. So that's my story. That's my quick run overview, Kyle, of my last 20 plus years. I love that. And what's going to make this conversation so much more interesting is the fact that you do have a lot of experience. So you have seen over the years, the changes in marketing, right? Like we've come a long way from blogging where it was just like text only to bringing in new forms of visual kind of content to long form content coming on YouTube. And now we're in the short form game. Short form content is king. We're seeing that across all platforms shifting. And so talk to me a little bit about what are the most interesting things that stand out to you from how marketing has shifted over the last 20 years and why you think it's important for the future? Yeah, I think there's a number of different things. People are getting their information from their phones, right? And so that's a major shift. I mean, if you can believe it, when I first started working, people were using Palm Pilots, right? And that was (laughs) something incredibly exotic at the time. Right. I lost my phone actually in New York a few weeks ago, and I literally felt like I'd lost a limb, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, that's so much of your life when you lose your phone. So and true. I think it's changed the game completely. You have very little time to get people's attention. And I think depending on the targets that you're going after, you really have to think about how you're going to use that time. And it's sort of horrifying from a marketing perspective that I have two and a half seconds, which is the average time people spend on an ad to get somebody's attention. Right. At the same time, it's a really invigorating challenge. 
What's my intention? What do I want to communicate in that two and a half seconds? How do I, as a leader in marketing, come from a place of authenticity and joy instead of fear and trying to sell through fear? And I think those are things that are really positive developments. I think the industry is really coming full circle around being grounded in your purpose and being grounded in your mission and making sure that everything you do connects back to those core values. And that's hard. That can be really challenging. I think you have to make difficult decisions in the moment about how you're going to show up as a company. But people are looking for that. That's why they buy from you. They want to know that the things that you say you do are the things that you're going to do. And I think those are good challenges for marketers. Selling is critical. Selling more things to more people is critical, but you now have to do it the right way. Like Mm -hmm. it's not not delivery at all costs. And I think that's why people are gravitating towards mediums like video and TikTok because they want to connect. They want to connect. Exactly. Exactly. So compelling about it, which is why it's the most downloaded app in the past three years. It has billions of users. It connects with people in a different way. Exactly. The things that stood out to me was that how marketing is shifting from what you've seen is people are now craving authenticity and they're craving that connection. And I 100% agree that that's the most powerful thing right now is community. And that word might be such a buzzword right now, but it's so true. Like community, 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 no matter who you are, if you're a brand, business or personal brand, it's all about that. And people are wanting to see the real things, not just an ad that doesn't connect to us as a human. We want to connect to people on a human level and just really hear their authentic voice. And we're seeing that people who are Brands and businesses who are using TikTok right now and are doing it the right way are sharing their story, sharing their voice. And that's what's driving people to connect and want to be a part of that. I mentioned brands and businesses, but it's bringing that level. And brands, I think, are having a hard time with that. Do you think right now like that? Do you think that there's that that level of disconnect of some people who are just not getting it yet, figuring out how to share their story in an authentic way? Yeah, but I think it's because people are in learning mode. I don't think people are trying to do it poorly. I think they're trying to figure it out, right? And I think that's the thing we talk a lot about and in marketing, at least on our team, that there's a big difference between failing and learning. If a failure to do something, then it's been really powerful, right? And it gets you the ability to move on to a bunch of other things to try. I guess I'm an optimist. I like to think people are trying to do it the right way. But I do think that there's a really important need to go back to your core marketing training, right? Are you doing something because it actually connects to the rest of the agenda that you have around your business strategy? Or are you just throwing stuff out there and hoping it'll resonate with someone? Because if that's the strategy, then you're probably not going to hit the targets that you want to hit because you haven't been targeted or thoughtful about the way you've created the content. And so I think it's this interesting shift for marketers of, yeah, there's new media, but the rules of marketing haven't changed, right? And so- I think it's really important for people to understand that core training around really understanding your customer is becoming even more important. It's not a nice to have anymore. It actually sits at the center of everything that you do. And I think that's the best and most powerful development. Even if the last two years, three years of COVID, you can't sit on the sidelines anymore. The digital workplace is where you're getting all of your interactions in many cases. Mm-hmm. And to your point about community, even people that want to work from home, that doesn't mean they don't want to be part of a community. Absolutely. And these platforms give you a chance to virtually participate in a way that's comfortable for you. And it doesn't keep people out. And I think as somebody that's been historically from an underrepresented group, that's the most powerful thing about social. We can spend a lot of time talking about some of the negativity that exists there. And it's there, right? Like, of course. can run from it. It's why at Hootsuite, we focused a lot on mental health and mental wellness because you need to have the right relationship with technology and with social. Same time, social is a place where you can take your side hustles and you can turn them into a living. 
it's a place where people are welcome. You can have a platform, even if you've been silenced, you can start a movement. Those are the things about social that we need to be talking more about. And that's from where we sit at Hootsuite, we'd like to see more people help us take back social and have it be a place of joy and a place of learning. And I think TikTok's a great representation of that. People are gravitating to things that are fun, that are funny, that are unexpected, right? Um, And so I think that's part of what keeps it so compelling that you think about like work talks and plant talks and all these different things. Exactly, all the different talks. Right, and I think that's why people are there. They feel like they're part of something, they feel seen. And I think that's why this rise of the creator is on an electric trajectory, in my opinion. Absolutely. I think that it's so true. I was having conversations with so many people this last week, actually, around this subject of people are taking back power of the world really is because especially Gen Z, Gen Z is really stepping up and saying, I'm not afraid to speak my voice, speak my message and really taking this back. And I think that's great because we have a platform that can organically reach people. Even on your first video, if you have a really powerful message in your first video, um, traditionally back in the the days of when social media really started kicking off with YouTube and all that, it took a long time to build that message, right? Like it took a long time to build those communities, but TikTok gives you the power that your message can be seen and heard within your first video, if it's something powerful. And then the communities draw around that message and come forward. And it's true. I personally work very closely with a lot of creators that are in the LGBT community and they're using this right now to really harness that community and let people know that there is a place for them and that they can feel safe and that they can share their message as well of what they've gone through. And I think that because of that, we're seeing a massive shift is specifically Gen Z, like people in those communities are normalized to them. Like it's not an issue to that generation. I'm excited about that for the future. And I think that marketers are really taking grasp of that too and saying, holy, there's something here that we can share too. Yeah, I think marketers sit in a really unique position to help influence that conversation, right? We are working really hard on representation and media. And we just did a rebrand a couple of weeks ago, Kyle. And one of the most important principles was that everything was going to be social first and that we were going to use influencers and ask influencers to work with us around this rebrand to make it really more powerful. We didn't want everything to feel overproduced or like it was done with professional actors. We used social media influencers and we picked probably some unexpected folks to be a part of it. And I'm so proud of that work because it's one thing to say you're going to drive representation in media. It's another thing to do it. And it can be a little bit scary. And the team just really rallied around it and wanted to make that happen. And we're equally committed to it. And across the spectrum, like not everybody, obviously on the team is LGBT or a person of color. Everybody wanted to see more faces like the ones we see in the world. And I think that part of it became just a really special part of the work that was done. And I think to your point around creators, they're really the next iteration of influencers. And I think influencers put themselves in the center of the community with creators. It's really about interacting with that product in a way that person would. Mm -hmm. And and people are flocking to that creator because of the way they interact with things, because they see something that they can relate to. And they're kind of the perpetuation of the fandom right? It's that creation, it's that creativity. And so I think that's part of what makes this so exciting. There are people that never would have had a platform that have a platform and that are influencing and helping to move culture forward. And I can't really think of anything like that. Right. Exactly. And so quickly and so quickly. Exactly. I want to take my hat off to Hootsuite because there's a lot of companies that understand creators, but they want to work with them, but it's almost like they're not really connected. It's like they keep them over here 
and then their brands over here. But you guys seem to have merged together. And because I'm a massive advocate of them, those that are building and have built their audience are, they've learned the skills on building community and working with them, like Hootsuite, bringing them on board. You're able to learn from them, from their experiences and harness their authenticity to the communities, showing products or services in a way that people can understand and relate to. And that's right there is the hugest message, showing people how it can relate to them. Because, yeah. you know, and, and I don't want to go off on a side tangent, but like ads in the past, and I think this is why like specifically Gen Z hates them, is because they were so disconnected on a human level that I never really had a commercial really make any sense to me. And I don't think I've ever bought anything based off of a commercial or a billboard ever. But on TikTok, I'm buying so many things and my household is run literally by what TikTok says. I have four kids, right? I have four of them and they're all telling me, we need to get this, we need to buy this. And it's just because it's so real and it really hits us that we need to have all the things. So I really think since specifically 2020 till now, our house is literally run by what's happening on TikTok. Versus yeah, I mean, traditional media. You do it, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It shows you a lot of different, a lot of different things that you might not be thinking about. And I think it's fun. I have a five-year-old and 11-year-old and it's very similar in our house. If we want to take a break and do something fun, like we'll watch TikTok for five minutes. Right. You know, I'm probably going to get a lot of parenting troll emails after this, but they do have limits on tech. We are very structured around how they interact with technology, but TikTok is the place where I feel like you can go. And as long as you've really thought about your algorithm and that kind of content and then attracts based on your viewing, you can have a lot of fun with it. And oh, my sure. favorite, I think that's uncommon with social, right? Yeah. Like that's like, you don't know what you're going to get and you don't know what's going to be served up and it can be a little bit scary. And I think that's part of what I think, again, makes TikTok stand out. And I think there are other platforms that are doing a great job as well. I think that everybody's trying really hard to navigate things that are difficult. It's really difficult to control negativity. It's really difficult to screen content. It's really hard to try to corral billions and billions of users into using their platforms responsibly. That's really hard to do. For sure. But I do think sort of the operating principles for TikTok are a little different because it's actually the content that drives things. Mm -hmm. It's the quality of the content. That exactly. Drives I think that keeps some of its purpose a little purer. We'll yep. see, you know, change yep. all the time, right? But that seems to be where we are. And no, I think for sure. so interesting and so compelling. And I just think the rise of the creator is so important to the future of marketing. We partnered with this phenomenal photographer, Amy Lombard, who's worked with some really phenomenal brands, Wall Street Journal and Google. And one of the things that we got comfortable with really quickly, we did all of our research and we said, we think this person could really partner with us well, that this would be a partnership and not a one-sided transaction. And that's what we did. We had her share her pitch of where she thought we should go with it. And we trusted her vision. Like I you don't that. hire. Thank you. And then tell them how to do their job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You hire them and you ask for their ideas. And I think the reason things are coming out the way they are is that we've mission alignment with the people that we're working with, right? And that's the most important thing. They want to work hard for us because we want to work hard for them. Mm -hmm. And when you put that above rate card and all of these other yeah. traditional metrics of how your agency strategy is working, yep. I think you'll find you get outsized returns no matter the actual rate. I love that. You know, it's interesting. Okay. I'm going to mention this, but we've talked before on a podcast and we talked about CMOs are one of the toughest positions right now because of the changes that are happening rapidly, specifically even during COVID really kickstarting that really fast. There's going to be a disconnect of CMOs who get it 
and understand this new space. Like you, Maggie, to me, have really understood this and make sense. And then there's going to be those who are still stuck in the traditional media aspect of things and not really grasping that. And those are the ones that maybe hired creators, but try to drive everything that they're doing where I appreciate you because again, I'm a huge creator advocate. And I just love the fact that you said we have hired these creators to let them give us their opinion on how this is going to work. And it's true. The, the creators know their audience. The creators know their community. They know what works for them. By you doing that, it shows that Hootsuite is really understanding this new space is going to be a forefront runner in this, this new creator economy. I take my hat off again, and I think that's fantastic. I love that. Thank you. I have a wonderful team. It is not just me. There are a lot of people <laughs> that work really hard on this that I learn from every day. But yes, I do think that we sit in this unique position of having created this social media management category. And so there are always people on our team looking for what's around the corner. And that's a fun place to be in terms of being the CMO of a function that's already thinking about what's coming next. And Absolutely. so you know, I feel fortunate to work with just a phenomenal, phenomenal team. And I have a boss that trusts me. You hear about these CMO tenures being short and they're going to continue to be one because the industry is changing so quickly. Mm -hmm. In most downturns, you see marketing quietly move off the balance sheet. That has not been the case in this particular set of circumstances. People are realizing they need marketing and comms more than ever. So that's, right. that's a really wonderful development, I think, for our profession. But it continues to be, it's our job, right? I mean, you're pulled mm -hmm. at every single function in the firm. I actually own half of revenue in my job. So I have a P&L role as well. Okay. And, and and I love that. I think it makes a big difference. But I do think marketing continues to be a tricky profession. But it is one that if you can navigate it, you really have to understand how everything in a company works to be an totally. effective marketer. You have to understand the market. And I think that puts you at a level of business IQ that's really different from other functions. But you got to stay on top of it. You got to watch where the market's going. You got to pay attention to signaling and you're going to screw some things up and you got to get comfortable saying you're sorry. <laughs> so exactly. I think a lot of places where you can build that rapport with your audience and with your team just by being human and saying, you know what, sometimes 100%. you get things wrong, right? Totally. I think people are much more willing to forgive than they are when you don't take responsibility for making some really bad decisions. No, absolutely. That's huge. Just the human element. Now, people want to see that. It's almost like a podcasting or whatever. Like before, people were so stuck on if they screwed up, said something wrong. And people actually love seeing that stuff now. Like in videos and stuff, people are not even editing things out. They're just leaving it because it just, I don't know, it just connects with somebody being like, oh, that sounded so human to me versus marketable, which is fun. What are some things that you guys are working on at Hootsuite right now that's exciting? We just launched our partnership with TikTok. So that's something that we're obviously yeah, that's super, huge. super excited about. It's huge. I mean, that's a big development. There's lots of training going on around that. The rebrand is an event, but we did do it under NDA. So we had a small army of people that were working on it for the past six months. We're now bringing everybody else into the fold. So that's a huge area of focus because we have a really strong perspective in marketing that marketing has to live everywhere in the firm. And so there's lots of training on voice and visual identity and how to communicate in the Hootsuite way. And so that's a big area of focus for us. We always have lots of campaigns going on. We just dropped our stat snapshot, which has lots of interesting data in it. So if you haven't read it yet, Kyle, I hope you will, because there's lots in there about TikTok. We're going into strategy season where we'll be designing kind of everything that we want to focus on in 2023. There's no shortage of things happening in Hootsuite and particularly in marketing at Hootsuite right now. But the rebrand, those are never once and done activities. We'll, right. we'll be we'll super focused on 
rolling other elements of that out over the next few months. So there's lots of exciting stuff. We just hired a chief product officer about six weeks ago, Natalia Williams, who came to us from MailChimp. She's making strides quickly. Keep an eye out. There's lots of really interesting stuff coming over the next six to 12 months. No, that's really, really, really exciting. And taking somebody from MailChimp is great too, because they've been doing some phenomenal things in the space. So, I mean, her knowledge, I'm sure is going to really bring who tweet up and uh, and all those things. So that's really exciting, Maggie. There's a lot of incredible things that you shared with us. And is there any like last minute things that you would just love to tell the audience that is listening today? This is your time to yeah. share any yeah. message. You um, like. I think there's a couple of things, one of which is I talk a lot about this idea of courageous creativity and kind of overcoming fear and imposter syndrome and just, mm-hmm. you know, brave spaces. And I think that TikTok's a really good place to do that. It can be really intimidating. So a way to start is just get out there and get familiar with it. Like start playing with it, download the app, figure out how it works. I don't think TikTok's going to go away fast enough for people to be dismissive of it. Like I just don't see it happening. I think Mm -hmm. that it's a platform that's going to be here. As we know, there will be other entrants because there always are. There probably one launched while we've been on the phone, Kyle. Exactly. No, for sure. Um, (laughs) You know, I do think that we always have to stay on top of what's coming, but if you're not spending time trying to figure out these short form video platforms, you're going to be so far behind. Mm-hmm. You're going to be so far behind. I think that's really important. You still need to understand classic marketing, know your target audience, <laughs> align your goals with your business objectives, get creators that are the right fit. We talk about relevance, reach, and resonance. So mm-hmm. are they relevant to what you actually sell? Do they have the reach that you want to actually accomplish? And are they going to resonate with the people that you're trying to sell to. I think those are just important things to think about. I think this idea of vigilance, you know, we just had Pride Month in June and there's this whole campaign around queer all year, right? Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. not become less gay on July 1st. So I think it's really <laughs> important for people to stay vigilant around the fact that we need to be more inclusive and create a sense of belonging. And one way that I know that Hootsuite can do that is by doing it online. I and so that. I just would love to see more more people really think about that and make some decisions to demonstrate their support for it. I love that so much. That was a great last message. I want to take back what you said as well, because it's the truth. Anybody who's listening, a lot of people listen because they're curious, right? This might be their first podcast episode that they've listened from me. And because I've said this so many times, but it's so true. The first step you should really take is just jump in understand, learn the platform, maybe make videos yourself, make a couple, see how it is, get embraced in it. Like right now, what I mean by that is do it today. Because again, the the more time that goes by, the harder it is to catch up because we are moving so fast. It really, really, really is important to just embrace it. If you don't have TikTok downloaded and you're listening to this right now, that should be what you're doing right now. Just stop listening to this podcast and download that because you're going to yeah. need to know what we're talking about. And it's so funny how many people are not taking that step yet of just even creating themselves for the first time. I really think that makes you a better marketer in general, even if it's not your area of focus, like just doing it yourself gives you better ideas and things like that. So I think that's really cool. Maggie, where can people follow you on socials or? Yeah, uh, I'm most active on LinkedIn. So that's really where you can find me the most active. I'm on Twitter, but not as active, but it's at Maggie Lauer, but I'm pretty easy to find on LinkedIn. So just Maggie Lauer on on LinkedIn. And that's where I find I get the most content that I need to do my work. And then I am on TikTok. I just posted my first TikTok video two weeks ago. So you're going to get out and tell people to be brave. 
you better be brave yourself. I so love we that. Did, Thank you. We did do one with Owly. Now, I probably have a little bit of cleaning up to do in my TikTok account, too, because I think my 11-year-old hijacked it. And I think he was, <laughs> you know, so... I love that for me. But yeah, that's how you can find me. And I am very active. I always love hearing from people and talking to people. And it's a channel that I stay very much on top of. Awesome. People who are listening right now, what you could do is go to the description notes of this podcast. I'm going to have links straight to Maggie's LinkedIn because believe it or not, 90% of my audience are more in the marketing spectrum. So they're all going to be on LinkedIn. So they're going to want to connect. Then I will connect your TikTok account and show that video that you did to give people a moment right now to be brave as well. Stand up, be brave, be a creator to understand more of what they're doing in this space and understand where we're moving. And I think that's really important. I will also connect the Hootsuite links in there. So that way people who have maybe never heard of them could take a time to go through that and read about them and see what they're doing in the space. There's tons and tons of resources that we've launched. We've got a culture guide. We've got newsletters that go out. And I'll leave you with this, Kyle, because I think these are stats that people need to know. 38% of Hootsuite customers were already using TikTok and 60% of them plan on being on TikTok in 2022. So I think it's really important to get people a little bit amped up about if you're not paying attention to this, go pay attention to it. <laughs> 100%. Those are great stats. Thank you so much for exactly. sharing that with me. This was a phenomenal episode. I think that Maggie shared so many great insights about you as yourself, what Hootsuite's doing and the importance of a CMO in this position in this time and era. So thank you very much for your time. I'm, I'm really pumped about this. And thank you to the audience who are listening each and every week to BizTalk for TikTok and remind you guys, everybody who's listening right now, we started a new podcast with my co-founder of Project C over on Tomorrow Today. And we're doing some great things on teaching people about marketing as a creator or what's going to be happening in the future that you need to be focused on today. So be sure to go listen to Tomorrow Today where you'll see and hear way more awesome insights from other people in this space. So thank you, Maggie. 